0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 291 for the 13th of Elul and Elipir. So today we are going to address a a question which may or may not have come up for you, but I think it's a very sensical question to ask once you start learning Chassidus and you start learning the idea that while we may have learned in school when we were younger that creation happened in six days, the six days of creation, and then Hashem rested on the seventh. Once you start learning Chesedis, you start to learn that it's not so simple. And that in fact, Hashem didn't just create the, the world as a one-time event and then Left it, but rather uh, it's a perpetual thing, and Hashem is constantly creating the world, something from nothing at all times, and that every moment, every second, there's a renewed something from nothing creation that's happening. So, if this is the the case, then the natural question that comes about from that is: then, first of all, what's the deal with the six days of creation? Right? Like, what's that about? Why do we say that the world was created in six days? And also. Rosh Hashanah, what's that about? When we celebrate Rosh Hashanah year after year after year, we're celebrating something. But yet, if we say that at every second, at every moment, Hashem is creating the world something from nothing at all times, what's so special about Rosh Hashanah? What are we celebrating exactly? We're going to learn that there's actually this principle that I remember the first time I learned about this, I thought it was just really, like, it kind of blew me away that on air of Rosh Hashanah, Hashem actually retreats his vitality, his life force. From the world. And there's sort of like this existential moment where Hashem's like, should I create the world? Should I not create the world? Should we keep it going or not? And then it's actually our blowing of the shofar that calls the world back into existence. So it's pretty deep stuff. And so, again, the question is, what is so special about Rosh Hashanah? What are we celebrating exactly on Rosh Hashanah if we know that Hashem is constantly creating the world something from nothing? So, for context, today we're going to be learning the second half of Epistle 14 of Iger's HaKodesh. And we began this yesterday, and again, this just to get the broader picture of what this epistle is about, is this is a letter that the, the altar wrote to his chassidim, once again, like many of the other letters in this Yerza Kodesh, encouraging his chassidim to give tzedakah, to give lots and lots of tzedakah, and specifically to give tzedakah to the land of Israel. Yesterday, we talked about how the altar of it really was addressing his chassidim about this original funds that was established for the sake of the of the land of israel and how when the fund was first established then his chasadam were really excited about it it was a new thing a new cause very cool and how he really wanted to encourage his chasadam to have this type of passion to he was trying to reawaken their passion for this fund as if it's new again like remember their old passion just like it's like We likened it to a couple who falls in love and then 20 years later, they need to remember, they need to remind themselves of their love for one another, of, uh, their deep, um, connection that they once had and not just like have it fade away through time or also if you're working on different projects we said that same thing we're really excited about the projects in the beginning and then how do you maintain that passion how do you maintain that excitement throughout years later weeks later whatever it is is really remembering that initial passion so that's the passion that the altar wants his chasadam to have for this fund for the lands of israel that was established that to have that initial passion that they had uh, back then so Let's get into the text and see how the Altar Rebbe explains all of this. And so here we go. So the Altar Rebbe begins and he says that every year then um, there's a new light that is renewed, that is drawn down from the supernal Chachmah that never shone before to the Eretz Luna to the, to the supernal world, um, supernal earth. So what is this Eretz if you remember yesterday, we spoke about it. It's like the, it's the spiritual counterpart to Israel, to the land of Israel, to the physical land of, land of Israel. So basically, so what does this mean? So the altar goes on and he explains, he says that the light of every year leaves and returns back to its root. Every, every era of Rosh Hashanah, every eve of Rosh Hashanah when the moon is covered. So in the Gemara, actually refers to Rosh Hashanah as being the holiday in which the moon is covered. So... That's the idea, basically. So and spiritually speaking, this idea of the moon being covered means that the sphere of Malchus, which is represented by the moon, this is covered. This, this, which is like the animating force within the world, is covered up and is hiding. So there's like the, for, the life force of the world goes into hiding during this time. And then after this, through the blowing of the shofar and through the different prayers that we say on Rosh Hashanah, then this new light comes down. So this supernal new light comes down. in a a very supernal way that is on the level of this supernal Chokhmah to illuminate this supernal world and to those who dwell within it, which is what is the things that dwell within this supernal world, this El Yonah that we spoke about. This is all of the supernal worlds and the lower worlds as well that receive their vitality from it, meaning to say that they receive their vitality from the infinite light, blessed be he, and his wisdom, his Chokhmah, which is vested within it. As it says, and then this is a pasuk from Tehillim, chapter thirty-six, verse ten. Ki'im that for with you is the source of life; in your light we shall see light. Meaning, what is this light? So it explains the altar that that we're seeing, and this is the this is the light that shines from the supernal chachma, which is the source of of light life. And then in brackets it says, as is known to the students of Kabbalah, that on every Rosh Hashanah. The Nisira takes place and receives a higher type of brain that's that's renewed and more supernal etc so what is what is this nasra what's this referring to so those of you that are familiar with the story of creation um, there's the whole story of Adam and Eve so we see so we know that Adam he was with, we know that Eve how was Eve created she was taken out of Adam's rib right so there was like a, a, a hashem took adam's rib and from that eve was created and so this removal of the rib this happens every year on rosh hashanah because rosh hashanah unlike what many people think is the birthday of the creation of the world it's actually not it's the birthday of first man of man being created so so too it's like the anniversary of this nasira happening this removal of the rib and so what that represents um cabalistically So there's a lot to go into there, but like on a very basic level that the the altar is focusing on here is it's a removal of a certain type of like the mind kind of in order to create a new mind, a new kind of intellect. And now the altar goes on and he says that this thing that happens on Rosh Hashanah, this like removal of the mind to bring in a newer mind, it happens every day actually. So it's not just on Rosh Hashanah, but actually on every single day, there's a supernal mind that is greater than the previous day that comes down into the world every single time that we delve in uh, the morning prayers. And this is not the same intellect that's coming back over and over again, but rather it's a higher intellect that happens each time. And in a general sense, this happens for the world every Rosh Hashanah. And so the way that the altar explains this is he brings a citation from the Gemara from Rosh Hashanah, page 31a, where it talks about the world, the existence distance of the world being in totality. It will be 6,000 6, years old, the world as we know it. And so every Rosh Hashanah, for the world, this happens in this like, very general sense, in a collective sense, that the world gets this renewed energy. On an individual level, this happens every single day when we pray the morning prayers, but in a general sense, it happens every Rosh Hashanah. And now the altar of us says that this is why we can understand the teaching where it says ene ha-shem that the eyes of God are always upon the land of Israel. So, right, there, there's this teaching, you may have heard of it before, that the eyes of God are always on the land of Israel, like the land of Israel has a special kind of protection to it. So what does that mean? Why specifically the eyes? So because the eyes is a is a description of the drawing down of the light of Chochmah. Of of wisdom, so it's like you know. Sometimes you think about that. You can look at somebody's eyes, and you can kind of see their wisdom shining through their eyes. So this is why this association with chokma and with eyes, with wisdom and eyes, can be seen in the fact that we call we actually call the chachamim, we call the sages, and nehaeda, the eyes of the congregation. So this is. Um, this is in the Gemara, it explains this from uh, a pasuk in Bamidbar, chapter 15, verse 24. The Gemara in Taines, page 24a, references these hahamim and explains that these hahamim these sages, are called the eyes of the congregation, the ene and we also know that there's another teaching that's also taught in the Gemara, which you may have heard before, a very cool teaching. This is from Baba Basra, page 158b, that Avira de Eretz Yisrael machim, that the the air of the land of Israel makes a person smart. So there's something about like literally you can just like walk around Israel and the air can make a person smart. Maybe that's why, I don't know, but maybe that's why there's so many entrepreneurs in Israel, so many very smart uh, business people and tech people and stuff like that, because Literally, according to the Gemara, the heir of Israel makes a person smart. But according now, we can understand this on a deeper level. That if we say that the eyes of God are upon the land of Israel, we know that there's association with eyes and with with uh, with wisdom. Then we can understand why this might be true. That the the land of Israel makes a person smart, the heir in Israel, and this influence and this drawing down, even though it's continuous, even though it's like it's a continual thing. So right, like we spoke about this in um, in, uh, in in earlier parts of of the Tanya, not only just in reference to Eretz Yisrael, but really to the entirety of the world, that Hashem is perpetually creating the world something from nothing, so when we talk about Hashem having this special attention upon the land of Israel, that's really just, it's, it's there, um, it's, it's perpetual, it's not just like here and there kind of thing, and it's not just like only on Rosh Hashanah or something like that, nevertheless, there is, it is different throughout the year, so every, what happens is that every year, there's a new supernal light that comes down, because the light that it becomes renewed and is radiance on this Rosh Hashanah goes away, um, leaves on the next Rosh Hashanah that comes afterwards back to its source. So it's like, okay, so we actually have Rosh Hashanah is coming up not too far from now, right? So last Rosh Hashanah, we got this renewed light. And what's going to happen is it's going to be Air of Rosh Hashanah. And that new light that we had for this entirety of the year, like that's going to go back to its source. And then we're going to receive a new light and a higher light. And that is why it says, this is how we can understand this idea, that it's from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So that it doesn't say uh, that Hashem's eyes are upon the land of Israel forever and ever, but it specifies the beginning and the end because there is this change from the beginning to the end. There is always this renewed light that happens at the beginning of the year. And now we can see why on a deeper level, if the, if you look at the actual writing of this, the 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 spelling of a Reshit, the beginning, interestingly in the Hebrew, you'll see that it's actually missing an Aleph. Those of you that know Hebrew, so Reshit usually has an Aleph in it. It usually is spelled Resh, Shin, Aleph, Yud, Taf, but here it doesn't have an Aleph. Why? So the Ultra says, this is a hint at the removal of this light, that this light, this Aleph withdraws from the world, withdraws on the eve of Rosh Hashanah until after the T'Kiyosh Hashanah, or sounded until the shofar sounded when this new light comes down that was never there before and uh, there was never some such a highlight that came down before and this becomes vested and becomes high and co- goes into hiding in the Eretz Chaim in the land of Israel which is like a reference to both the higher part of the land of Israel and to the lower land of Israel the the land of life the Eretz Chaim. And then so what this new light does is this new light vitalizes all of the worlds throughout the entirety of that coming year. However, as mentioned, if you were paying attention, it's hidden, this light. And so how do we reveal, how does it become revealed from out of hiddenness? This is dependent upon the actions of the lower realms and their merits and their, and their doing tshuva during the 10 days of tshuva. And this is enough for, suffice it for the understanding. So that's That's it for the section today. So just to recap again, so we address this idea that while, yes, truly, Hashem is constantly creating the world something for nothing all the time. And we're specifically talking about the land of Israel now where Hashem is constantly his eyes are upon the land of Israel. He's shining this radiance upon the land of Israel and all of that. Nevertheless, there is something special that happens on Rosh Hashanah. What happens on Rosh Hashanah? Uh, there's this renewed light that comes in. It's not the same light year after year after year and moment after moment after moment. It's actually on a collective level for the world, there's a new light and a much stronger, intense light that um, that comes down that never came down before, but it's not revealed. And in order to reveal it, we need that's our job. We need to actually engage in tshuva. We need to... Be involved in good deeds specifically during the 10 days of, of repentance that follow rosh hashanah and then also to mention there's this this so this happens on a collective level in rosh hashanah but for an individual it actually happens individually every single day that there's a new light when we dive in so hopefully this can bring a new a little bit new excitement into your morning prayers that when you're praying in the morning this actually you're drawing down a new light it's like a fresh start it really is a fresh start not just like the same as yesterday like a blank slate but it's actually a renewed level that's higher than anything that has ever been before so that's it for today and tomorrow we will begin a new epistle and i'll speak to you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by Sarit switzer this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather abraham yitzhak ben ben cohen of blessed memory music by shoshana